Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're ready to talk, huh? Oh, yeah. I love totally the way you handled right. that, that Christian lady uh, last night. You did a great <laughs> job. No, you really... You, yeah, I like the way you're dealing with people. It, uh, well, yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. I actually, uh, I mean, I almost get a little overwhelmed when I uh, fall into a situation like that. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think how I deal with those situations is important. My ability to, uh, um, yeah. Well, the thing is, you, you at least one of the thing. There you go. Well, one of the things I've learned, <laughs> you know, is um, well, actually, there are a lot. Yeah, but is to not try to make them look bad or argue with them. Uh, in some cases, what you can do is lead them into looking like fools, and they can do it themselves. And other times, you can actually <laughs> communicate with them. You know, and and maybe even make some headway, but you can't do it in an any you know in, as an antagonist, you know. And if it gets to that point, then it's just sort of fun. You just you know rip somebody a new asshole and throw them out. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's how cool. did I didn't listen? I, how long did you talk to that Christian lady? Um, we talked for quite a while and then, um, and then, uh, Iconoclast was also, um, dealing with her. Uh, yeah. so well, I, I liked it. You know, last night actually, uh, uh, was really cool. It, um, I don't want to say I've given up hope on talk show, but it's frustrating to, <laughs> Like I was saying last week, I I went on. I think last was last Friday night, maybe. Yeah. I was, uh, you know, I left. <laughs> I heard it six hours yeah. and not not a single person. Well, you know, with a concept like <laughs> radical honesty, yeah. you can't really be too surprised at that. I mean, that's about <laughs> as threatening a thing that you could as you could possibly suggest, other than uh, instructions on how to commit suicide or something. You know. <laughs> that might be an interesting one. Come here, and I'll give you instructions on how to take your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, me and I, Iconoclast, were talking about how you know um, there's. <laughs> I don't think that uh, I don't think we've even even seen close to the worst of just how, or I shouldn't say worst, but just how radical some of these rooms can get in talk show. Well, it depends on what you mean by radical. You're talking about the the uh, Christian, Extreme. political, uh, yeah, the, oh, the patriot. i about all kinds of stuff. Like, what's, 
like I put up. I don't uh, think any of that's radical. I just think that's just extremely. Well, yeah, radical is not the right word for that. I don't think. You know. Okay. It's it's still caterpillar. You know, it's extreme caterpillar. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Well, I was saying like, um, you know, what, you know, how's Dave going to handle somebody who creates a room called um, "Let's Kill Obama." Or something like that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I if I were Dave and I saw that, I'd I'd feel like I'd have to do something. <laughs> well, I think um, I think there are ways to deal with that. I mean, there's plenty of. I mean, the stuff that's out there isn't. I mean, really isn't too many steps away from that. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I think uh, it's best to let him do it. They're just showing what fools they are. The people that fall for that, uh, well, they're they're not uh, candidates for Earthlings uh, anyway. So, you know, anyone oh, yeah, that, yeah. anyone that buys that shit, um, you know, has got a very limited concept of what it mean, you know, what it is to be living in the universe. <laughs> You know, <laughs> and to try to explain to them that they actually don't exist and that they really are a spark of Bob and that we get to create reality. Well, they just laugh at stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's but no I way think, to change. I think it's important. Well, I just, yeah, I think, it, it, uh, I think it's good that they're there because anybody reasonable listening to them will see how insane that is. You know? Right, right. But I don't think, I don't think they're really going to do any fruit. The, the things, uh, you know, what's interesting is they're really an interesting combination of uh, pretty good analysis, especially in, in the case of the banking industry. You know, it's fairly accurate analysis of, you know, it's, well, one map for the territory, and it's a damn good map, I think. The problem is that they think that is the totality of reality. <laughs> they think that's the way it is, you know, and uh, well, they're nuts. That's what it is, literally. They're they're just that's the technical term for it is they're nuts. <laughs> yeah, they actually believe that their theory is the one and only true theory of reality. <laughs> Instead yeah, of just an interesting way of looking at it that might be useful, who knows? <laughs> but that takes all the wind out of their sails. <laughs> you know, it's merely a theory. Oh, damn! But as trapped and as foolish as they sound, um, I don't think that. I think that can be. You can you can be that way and still be quite intelligent. That has nothing to do with intelligence. It has to do with whether yeah. you're uh, under the spell of your language machine. Yeah, you can be quite intelligent and totally unconscious. Right, right. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think that's, that's quite often in, the case. Oh, in fact, uh, there's a thing that uh, Edward de Bono refers to as the intelligence trap. Have yeah, you heard yeah. about that? Yeah, we, we've talked about it. Yeah, I yeah, find okay. that interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and it's in, and when you look around, uh, you can see the universities are full of people like that. Right. Academia. Yeah, the whole, is whole planet is full of people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I mean, academia sort of elevates it to, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, yeah. 
speak, you know. Yeah, it's it's insane. Um, yeah, yeah, literally. Right. There's some people literally, in there that think insane. that they've got it figured out almost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, not almost. They're talking. Yeah. <laughs> they think they've got it figured out. Well, just like Christians think they've got it figured out. Yeah. You know, or or Islamists, you know, uh, you know, whatever. Any Amway salespeople <laughs> think they've got it figured <laughs> out. You know. I think that's uh, more or less uh, Richard Bandler's frustration with uh, the whole academic uh, side of psychology. Yeah. Well, in fact, yeah, that's why I left that. Well, it's not, I mean, there are a bunch of reasons I left, but it was just clear that the majority of, although, you know, I look back on it now and I think it would have been wise to join the community rather than leave it. <laughs> you know, but in, in any case, um, yeah, I've just found the thing that really used to piss me off is that there were all these instructors and there were, and there were meetings. This is back during the Vietnam war. So there was, and I mean, there was a real active social stuff going on at the time and all these university professors in the art department and stuff, all, they talked all this radical stuff, you know, but when it actually got down to really doing anything, I mean, anything that would have any consequence in the real world, they, they turned into it. All they could do is justify why that can't be done. <laughs> you know, and, they, and they would just uh, say, well, we can't do that, and blah, 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 because, blah, and then some of those, you know, and, and it was like over and over and over again, I'd hear that from these guys, and it just began to really rub on me. You know, that, that was what their intention was. They were looking for excuses not to do stuff. <laughs> rather than trying to figure out ways to do something. Hmm. So how do you think your ideas, I mean, your whole um, agenda could have benefited from staying within? That would have been an easy, well, oh, I mean, if I could, I could have become a professor. I mean, and if I could have put up with their bullshit and, and faked it, um, you know, I would have had a nice, easy life. You know? <laughs> I definitely came across uh, every so often. I'm sure you did. Most people, I think, have came across somebody that was fairly awake and like, sort of like you said, just putting up with the bullshit. Oh yeah, I know. But then uh, in the confines of their classroom, like they they sort of loosened up quite a bit. Oh yeah, I've I've met quite not quite a few, but I'd say one in ten uh, instructors maybe at the college were sort of in that ballpark. One in twenty maybe. I'm not quite sure. Not many, but. There were a few. Yeah. But the majority and the bulk were just, um, well, you know, it was just my evaluation. They just weren't the kind of people I wanted to have telling me what to do, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, but those days are, I mean, really, that's, I mean, that shit's over. It, uh, the internet has changed all that. And, uh, oh yeah, it's a, it's a completely new world now. Again, it's and now we, we can get past America and start dealing globally. You know, I mean that that yeah. really could never happen before. I mean, I've had email for years, but I really didn't become a global. I didn't become an Earthling until Skypecast. Mm -hmm. 
And then all of a sudden it became a reality in my life that I knew more people all over the world. And I started having to think about what time it is in Korea or the Ukraine, uh, you know. I mean, I, I, I knew people around the world before, but I mean, I never had to think about any of these sort of real issues, you know. Yeah. It's, it's nice. It's, uh, I mean, it feels great to just think that uh, I don't need to go to a library to get information. Or, oh, yeah. Yeah. When I was a I kid, that was it. Yeah. If I was a, when I was a kid, if I had an, a question, you know, at seven, you know, after dinner some night, I'd have to get on my bike and ride a mile and a half to the library. <laughs> you know, which was a good deterrent, you know, to not actually develop intelligence. Yeah, I, I just can't imagine being a... I mean, I think really every child ought to be issued their own personal laptop at birth. Well, not at birth. They should wait till they're about two, maybe. You know. Mm. Oh, yeah. And then they ought to just good. be given one. You know, uh, one for, obviously that is baby-proof, and uh, and just throw it in the crib and or in their room and have them go at it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, that's very obvious. Well, it's interesting when I I mean I remember uh, I think there's a lot of uh, uh, the earth uh, libraries were sort of the most primitive form of, um, well, not the most primitive, but prior to the Internet, they were the, the hub of, of Earthlings. Um, I, couldn't, I can't think of anywhere yeah. else where I could go and, and sort of feel like an Earthling, and that's, that's why I hung out so much at the library in retrospect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I used to hang out, yeah, before coffee shops and stuff. I used to hang out at uh, the Huntington Beach Central Library, which is in a really nice park. And in, in one whole wall was like four stories of glass looking out on the park. And so... No, I lost you. What So, give me a rundown of what's going on. Oh. <clears throat> so I'm back. Yeah. I have no idea what we were talking about. Oh, we were just talking about libraries. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's what I was hanging out at this one library. You got a it's a nice library. Big lake outside with ducks and geese and 
Karen's there, and uh, you know, it was just a great place. But no <laughs> coffee shop, you know, and, and a little too I quiet. <laughs> I used to uh, spend like whole days at the library, and, you know, uh, when I was, I don't know, maybe 10, 11, around then, I. Doing well. I think I spent. Well, they they built a big, beautiful library in Denver. It's probably one of the nicer libraries in the world. And uh, they opened it at the beginning of one summer, and it was just fucking awesome. So where did you there? Where did you, where did you hang out? Uh, well, I I hung out um, in the library. I used to spend, I'd say, at least half the day on the internet. Because that was my only way of getting. Oh, online. that's right. Okay, yeah. See, yeah, that's right. I forgot you're a punk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't even know a time when there weren't computers around. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know. I mean, I do remember. That's right. When you were, you, you, there was never a time in your life when uh, the question, "What is that?" <laughs> meant had anything to do about computers because as long as you've been aware, there have been computers in your environment. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a major difference between you and I. Yeah. You know. Also, and same way, I I spent. I didn't even get a TV until I was like six years old. Or eight. No, I think I was older than that. I was like eight. So I don't remember exactly, but uh, so the first six or eight years, anyway, of my life uh, were spent, you know, in Squish <laughs> exclusively. Wow. The, and, uh, and, I, and I consider myself to be really fortunate in that, you know. I look at people who have never known a moment when the TV wasn't on. Never in their whole life, except when they go to sleep, that if anybody was awake in the house, the TV is going. That's got to um, have an impact on your sense of self and what you know reality is and all of that stuff. You know, <laughs> there's still some corners of the world where the television is a new frontier. Oh yeah, but they're out of the game anyway. Who cares? They're not going to have any impact on anything. Well, I figure uh, at some point they may. Well, individuals they all may. Get laptops, they might well, broadcast they, the television. Well, yeah, well, yeah. No, you're right. There's all sorts of things are possible. But, uh, you know, they'll have to take care of themselves, I think. I don't, I mean, that's sort of up to them. You know, you can't you can't bring people into a new consciousness. You have to choose it consciously. When I was a really when I was a really little kid, I was um, I was you know my wife was devoted to the television. So. So my entire life until, well, until I was 21, until I got, you know, but I mean, even after that, I mean, really, until I got rid of my TV, uh, it it was 
still a dominant influence on my thinking. Well, it wasn't the only one, obviously, but it uh, it wasn't until I got rid of it that I that I began to see the repercussions of that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Now, what I, I, I mean, you talk about the television like it's um, um, some some evil influence on your life, something like that. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, how do you? I mean, where do you draw the line between a computer and a television? Oh, I don't. It's not. It's not the technology. It's what you do with it. I mean, there's nothing inherently evil about television. Uh, what American culture has used it for and done with it. Uh, is what's evil, I would say. I mean, for uh, three, four, five generations now, they've used it to tell teenagers that they're cool and that anybody gives a shit what they think and that their thinking makes a difference. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so entire generations of Americans have grown up with a completely false sense of reality and value. <laughs> You know, and, and again, uh, if you think back, I mean, before TV and radio, people only knew the people in their village. And there were probably some people who were real assholes and some people who were really nice people. But their whole impression of how to grow up and what kind of person to become was taken from real people in real life. Whereas now, from, since movies people are now forming their concepts of the kind of self they want to be from fiction and from fiction written for no other purpose than to sell uh, advertising. All right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I totally see that. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It's, no, television itself could be used, but the thing is, it actually, for me, it was an addiction. I mean, literally. Yeah. I mean, like gambling can be an addiction, or just about any kind of behavior can be an addiction. And again, I don't think, well, what? I'm not, I'm not clear how to, how to even talk about a lot of this stuff. I haven't worked this stuff out yet. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, because in a sense, I would say there is no addiction. You know, you do what you do and you pay the price for it. But we do have a lot of unconscious behavior that, that, uh, that costs us dearly in that, but we don't like to own up to our own responsibility for having created the bullshit in our lives. And I think television well, all I can say is uh, outside of quitting smoking, quitting TV was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm. So before you quit the TV, I mean, it was like you knew when your show's on. I mean, you were really into it. No, I wasn't just into it. It was just if I was home, it was on. I might have been doing some regular shows that you watched. Oh, I had a couple. It's true, yeah. You know, no, I wasn't a fanatic about it, but it just was on all the time. First thing in the morning, I'd get up and turn on the news before I go to work. (laughs) While I was getting ready to go to work, I'd be listening to uh, the news. 
not really watching it unless some unless there was a high speed car chase, of course, and then I'd watch that. Uh, you know, and then the moment I got home, then the first thing I'd do is go over and turn the TV on and see the news. You know, and, and the car chase is over by now, though. Damn it! So there's no car chase. So there's the weather, and somebody killed somebody, and uh, somebody, you know, did something else, and it's all really terrible. And and then um, what was the one I liked to watch? Frasier came on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the news is, is basically for somebody right. who is sick of the television. For somebody, you know, your sound. Wait a minute. You know, I'm having the same problem I had before with your sound. Is your uh, anyone else here? Uh, how did you get in here? Um, I'm in here for Skype. Let me change the yep. mic. That helps. Is that I any better? That. Oh yeah, yeah, much better. Oh well, what I was what I was saying is um, that for somebody who's addicted to television, the news more or less defines what's going on in the world. Sure, yeah. That's reality. Yeah. That's what's really important. <laughs> it's just, especially local news, I mean, it's it's ridiculous, actually, if you yeah. watch it. Yeah, I mean, yeah there's now, a traffic accident, you know, or some uh, liquor store got held up, you know. <laughs> right, right. Or, or somebody, some Boy Scouts planted a garden for some old folks somewhere, you know, and uh, somebody had octuplets. Now that actually is sort of newsworthy. That's pretty amazing. Right, right. But the people that are that are deciding. Wait, wait, boy. You know, now your mic has just gone to complete shit. Sounds like. Are, what, are you using your laptop mic or what? Yeah. And what a bummer. Is that any better? I stepped away from the mic a little bit. Um. Well, it's better when you're up close. Yeah. Go back yeah. to the headset minute. Let me. It, the thing is, neither one of them are very good, but the, it's a little easier to understand you on the laptop mic because there's more high frequency. And uh, uh, it's yeah, that's yeah. I don't know. It, that one's really loose. It's funny. They're just opposite. Uh, this one is really heavy, heavy on the bass end. The, the other <laughs> one is really tinny and on the high end. And neither one of them are much good. But oh uh, <laughs> shit. But I can understand you, so uh, just uh, maybe speak a little slowly if you can. Okay. No, what I was saying is like with the with you know the news, the local news or whatever. Most of the people that are even deciding um, what what they want you to watch, they they don't oh, yeah. give a shit about what's going on in the world. Oh well, or they may they may well. It's not even about them. It's the ones who hire them that you have to be thinking about. They hire people with certain uh, ways of doing that. You know? I mean, uh, there's a lot. That's why watching Al Jazeera has been so interesting. You know? I don't watch it much <laughs> anymore, but I watched it for a couple of weeks. Mm. Uh, and it's even better now that that stupid war is over. That I can see, you know, because their coverage was so heavy on the war that... Um, you know, it wasn't like I, I wanted to see what they're normally like. You know, and um, I like it a lot. It, it was fascinating to see. But you know, how many people who who watch Fox News also watch Al Jazeera? Yeah, yeah. 
it's uh it's a bit different from your evening news with KCAL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I usually every every uh maybe every couple of weeks or so I just flip it on. It's just cool, yeah. It's it's, yeah, it's well, it's good to see. Yeah, it's again, uh, you know, that's the thing. That, that, again, Americans seem to think that their version of reality is somehow the the only really true version of reality, and everyone else is sort of like wrong. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, and that's just a tough one to get over. You know, they're just really under the spell of their language machines. They believe it all. You know, mm-hmm. so it, it's uh, that's tough. Well, but that's the good thing about people like that Christian lady, you know, is that she's given up, I mean, she's already been forced to give up one fantasy, you know, the American fantasy, George Washington and chopping down the cherry tree, you know, and all that shit, you know, you know, so um, now they're stuck in a new one. They they dumped that reality and, and... saw that it was obviously bullshit and when presented with another one assumed, ah, now this is the real truth. That was a lie. Now I have the the real truth. So they're right back where they were, (laughs) only with a new reality. Hopefully they'll they're already primed to make that leap again, you know, to realize that okay, the one they're so hung up on right now actually is just one way of a number of ways of looking at it and maybe it's not the most productive. (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I think uh, I think at least some of them might come around here and there. Oh, I'm I'm sure some of them will. Yeah, I think some already yeah. are. I think that lady. What's her, what was her name? Deborah. Deborah. Yeah, that's right. I think she, you know she's got some potential. You know, she's not a moron for one thing. That helps. You know, and uh, and she's got a lot of zeal, you know, and that's uh, when she begins to see all the people around her, a bunch of idiots and, you know, totally unconscious language monkeys. And here's sense from people like you and other people. Well, who knows what could happen? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm almost kind of hoping that she... Uh maybe stumbles in, in this room and, uh, you know. Yeah, well, you know. I, I'm, I wouldn't, that'd be real interesting, <laughs> you know, because, <laughs> I, because I've, I've watched the way you handle, she likes you, so uh, that's really helpful. You know. So yeah, she'll no, somebody, a lot of somebody, that. if somebody's, uh, yeah, if somebody doesn't like you, then just oh, about anything you, might, you say. Yeah, yeah, they'll find some reason to think you're full of shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, so if she was to show up here and ask for the mic, I'd certainly talk to her. But uh, I think I'd probably just start. I, I don't think I'd push any agenda at all. I'd just listen to what she has to say and and see how I move. <laughs> you know. Ah, <laughs> uh, interesting. Well, well, because she would be a really good person to have uh, on our side, you know. 
Oh yeah, she's, just whatever she does. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. She commits she's to it. Yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, she commits to it. You know, it's just her game is too small. We need to open her up to a larger game. I, I haven't thought about it like that. That's that's a cool way of thinking about it. You know, these people, these Americans, think that solving America's problems is going to solve the problem. It's not. It's a global issue. It's not an American issue. And in America could solve all of its problems and institute all of its banking reform things. And the rest of the world, uh, the system is a global system. All that would do, who knows what they would do, but it sure as hell wouldn't solve our problems. They create a whole new set of problems, but... Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it, the system is global. We're facing uh, an unprecedented transformation in history. And if, if they don't get that, then of course they're not going to, you know, they just think this is an American problem. <laughs> they don't get the yeah. scope of the problem. Well, it's not even the problem, the scope of the transformation that's going on. And they're terrified of the one world government. That's just. And you can't even talk reasonably with them about it. They just, they just, they hear the words "one world government" and and they um, they go into a kind of trance state, you know. Well, what was interesting is I think more or less she had thought about that. I mean, it wasn't like a new thing for her to think about a one world government. So she sort of had some kind of clue, and and actually she probably thought about it because the minute I start sort of started hinting at that, she got really defensive oh, yeah. and started saying, "Well, you know, if you don't like it, you can leave." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's where Icono. Uh, well, that's what came the British in. said to the. Uh, that's what the British said to the Americans. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Well, uh, it was interesting because at that point, I, I think, if I remember correctly, Iconoclast jumped in and uh, um, yeah, really had something to say about that. And I gotta say, I was uh, I was humbled because I sort of, I mean, I I have sort of a neutral uh, opinion. I don't really know much about Iconoclast, but I had a we had some really interesting things to discuss last night. It was really humbling, actually. Yeah, he's uh, he's done some thinking. There's no question yeah. about that. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was really cool. Yeah. Well, and and so we're all beginning to hook up. We're learning new names and making contacts, and uh, and it's early in the matrix. He was actually talking about this uh, this idea that um, I think the U.S. the U.S. government is allowing people to to um, seize their citizenship, but but they can still be in the country or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. See, I I just don't care about what the government says you can do or can't do. <laughs> it's all irrelevant. They can say anything. Well, who cares? <laughs> who cares what they say? I 
I, I, uh, I have a full appreciation for that idea, um, but I'm starting to think there's a possibility that maybe the U.S. government could sort of aid the um, the transition process oh, and good. they sort of dissolve out. Yeah, it's not the government that's going to do anything. There is no such thing as a government. There are only people. Yeah, and people government's just who, an idea. Yeah, but there are people that's there, and those people have ideas in their heads, and if they have ideas that you and I approve of, then <laughs> we will support them. You know? Right, right. But ultimately, I don't see anything of much value towards creating the butterfly to be coming from the caterpillar. Its job is to sort of maintain the structure while the butterfly takes shape. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely uh that's definitely important. That I I think that's pretty obvious actually. And um if the caterpillar doesn't hold shape until the butterfly is ready, it it could yeah, really won't have a butterfly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well that does happen. If you go out in the bushes at the end of summer you'll still see some dried up old chrysalises that never became butterflies, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's no so, guarantee. You know, yeah. Well, then maybe that's uh, Deborah's role. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Everybody, uh, you know, somebody's got to drive the peas to the market. <laughs> now, there are lots of jobs that need to be done. I always <laughs> I always use that phrase. I love that. <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's, it's just you've come up with some really uh, simple phrases that people hear them, and it just it, it makes more or less sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, language is a fun game, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I remember I used that with a friend recently at... Uh, you know, he got it. That's all I had to say. Was somebody's got to drive the keys to the supermarket. This is just an old friend of mine. And, oh, uh, I see. Yeah, yeah. We were just conversing, and uh, yeah, yeah, I got it. He got me going. Yeah, yeah. Every year and there, I steal a lot of uh, those cool little phrases you've come up with because <laughs> they're great. I mean, they're tools, really. Yeah, I've come up with, I, I, I agree with you, but I, I have come up with some good one-liners, you know, they're, uh, and I'm, I like those. They do work. You're right. Yeah. And that's I, I was, uh, what we're doing. We're creating new language, you know, we're, that's what we're doing here. That's what, that's what the electrician, you know, the electrical scientists in 1800 were doing. Inventing new language for electricity, and we're inventing new language for something. I'm not quite sure what it is. Well, we don't have the language for it yet. No. No. That's that's your job. <laughs> I think um, this. Uh, you know, I remember like these saying I wasn't it wasn't in my conversation but you said something like 
Alfred. What the hell is all that? Oh, you, you're yeah, not, hold on. not using the. Uh, yeah. Hold on a sec. Yeah. Okay, that was a vacuum. Ah, much better. Thank you. <laughs> um, this uh, this Alfred uh, Korzybski. Yeah. I I was listening to you say that he's not um, he's not very well known. And well, I was just, not. I, yeah. Well, he is among certain. I mean, he is. No, he's not well known at all. That's for sure. <laughs> but he is known, and and the people who refer to him are usually pretty heavy hitters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was doing a little bit of reading about this guy, and um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of documentation on his ideas, and I was just, I was thinking, wow, you know, this stuff is so awesome. Uh, it's amazing that he's not, you know, like well, there, you know, he was well known. He was yeah. there. He was almost. You know who Werner Erhard is? No. Okay. Or well, or the Maharishi. You know these gurus. You know who get cults around them. Okay. So you uh, well, Korzybski was accused of that. There was a sort of cult status around his work in the late 1930s and early 1940s. And it was it, it was sort of like a fad almost among certain intellectuals, and uh, and and it, it, like every cult. I mean, how do you know whether something is a cult? Well, you know it because people actually change their lives. <laughs> you know, if you if you join a religion and nothing changes, you just go to church on Sunday, but the rest of your life is just the same as it was, and that's not a cult. That's a run of the mill religion. But if you join a religion and change your behavior and quit doing certain stuff and start doing new stuff and change your whole life around, then that's a cult. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Korzynski was accused of being a cult for a number of years. (laughs) And uh, the general semantics movement, it still has its detractors, some old parts who are still reacting against it. And the reason why, of course, is because is uh, when people actually got that the voice in their head wasn't who they are. I mean, he never talked in those terms, but that's precisely what he, what he was uh, sort of demonstrating. Um, well, it's one of the things he was demonstrating. I wouldn't say that's it, but in any case... Um, you know, people who got it really got it, and their lives changed, and they became pains in the ass to all their unconscious friends. <laughs> you know, and then it died out. You know, but it had. But those people who were in the cult, a lot of them went on to do really good uh, work, and there's and but those people are still out there, and they've influenced other people, and some of them are. Oh, it's always. I always look in the back of. Uh, of books you know, in the bibliography to see if anybody cites Korzybski. Almost nobody does anymore, but uh, every once in a while I see one. And there's this thread that's been running through uh, the intellectual world since then that, that is, um, you know, been built on his work. Wow. Yeah, he seems like he is, uh, I mean, at least for back then, he really got it. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, Alan Watts uh, cites Korzynski. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, I mean, so that was how you got led on to Al. I mean, that's how you found out about Korzynski is through Alan. No, Watts. no, no, no. I, I didn't. Uh, no, I, I turned he, a guy, a professor I had at the, when I was in college, uh, turned me on to Korzynski. Okay, so. But it wasn't. It's not much of a surprise that the two uh, are linked. Well, it's not now. But I mean, if you just get a cursory uh, look at either one of them, you wouldn't see any connection at all. You know. But again, most people aren't really very adept at seeing connections anyway. So I don't know about them. Yeah, but I mean, most people don't even know who Alan Watts or Alfred Korzybski is. So who cares what they think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And those so, that do, probably in this day and age, probably have hooked those two up. Because, they, again, I think they were getting to very much the same thing. Alan Watts through Zen, the Zen tradition, and uh, Korzybski through uh, linguistics and information analysis. Although, in 1933, he didn't really have the vocabulary to talk about this. I mean, if he started you know, been computers and things back then. That would have been interesting to see how he wrote about it. So I think the book is difficult because it was written by a guy who was seriously injured during World War One, who was speaking English as a second language, who was a count from Poland, an aristocrat. Oh, so he wrote it. He wrote it in English. Yeah. And he was a very erudite guy. He was a... Uh, a, a Polish count and the Poles of course have always been great mathematicians and I mean a large number of uh, the great scientists of the last couple hundred years have come out of Poland and he was out of that tradition wow so you read the whole thing yeah twice wow Took me almost a year to read it the first time. No, 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 not a year. Maybe six months. Took me a year the second time. (laughs) (laughs) But again, I don't necessarily uh... recommend that book to anybody. All I can say is that everybody I know who has finished the book thinks it's one of the ten most important books that have ever been written. And a lot of people who haven't read it uh, have all sorts of things to say about it, but who cares? <laughs> yeah. So is he, I know that he's considered like a, uh, a what do you call somebody that studies semantics or like a semanticist or? Well, whatever, you know, semantic, again, he makes a very big distinction between the word semantics and general semantics, but by, by which he doesn't mean just semantics in general. <laughs> you know, you have to you, know, you have to read the book to actually understand what he means by general semantics. But it has very little to do with the normal run-of-the-mill meaning of semantics about the meaning of words. That's not what he's talking about. It's an unfortunate name. I guess again another one of the things. Uh, well, it was a long time ago. You know, he wrote it in it was published in 1933. That was a different universe. Hmm. 
it, it, I, I, that's interesting because that's almost sort of what I was wondering because um, semantics have, have sort of interested me, but I I, I see like the idea of uh, I see like major um, some semantics being important and then other ones um, people sort of uh, you know, making a big deal out of when they're not. Oh, I know. Yeah, like the yeah. well, actually, I think it's Iconoclast who who go. Maybe it's not him. There's somebody uh, around here in Talkshu who makes a big deal about the original meaning of words and how uh, when we use these words, we're falling into the trap of you know of our right. oppressors by using these words because what these words really mean. It, you know, it's something else. And I think that's just plain nuts. I think it's <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. And, and in some cases, there may actually be something to it, you know. But, again, it's one of these things where people uh, mistake a way of thinking about something for the way it is. <laughs> you know, a serious right, miscalculation, right, right. you know. Right. Now, let me give you a great example, okay? I was uh, talking to someone... And I called them, I called them a kid. Well, actually, no, let me, let me backtrack. First, I said, um, hey, wait, listen, okay, can I hear this story? Wait, listen, get your story together. I'm going to get some more coffee. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I called them a kid. Okay, I'm back. Are you here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry for that. But there, there was a break in the line. I wanted to jump in there and get some coffee. But they're making some fresh coffee. So in another two or three or five minutes, I'll jump up and, and get it. But uh, yeah, in any case. So uh, now can you, have so, you got your story together? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> I can tell this uh, with clarity. So I was having a conversation with a friend, and I just I called him a kid. Somewhere in the conversation, he's like twenty four or twenty five, and and he took great offense to that because, really? <laughs> yeah, because you know he's said he's been How, for what a while. You, you know exactly what you said. I mean the words. I, could, I actually okay. I actually, I have the conversation recorded, so I probably <laughs> should go back and listen. Um, yeah, but I called him a kid. And, uh, but see, I, that's was, what I'm saying is that that's saying that to me is, isn't of much use. You, anyway, I mean, I understand you said okay. something and the word kid was in it, it, it I, but the fact that he responded negatively to it, 
may or may not have been a reasonable response for him, you know, depending upon how he interpreted well, never mind. I was going to get too complicated. So go on. You you called him a kid, and he yeah. got this. <laughs> yeah, I really need to reference the uh, conversation actually. So I'll make this really short then. So yeah, I called him a kid, and he, right? yeah. Well, no, I mean the point will be clear. So I he I called okay. him a kid, and he, he was really pissed about it. And I said, look, you know, <laughs> if he, I. Why are you so worried about what I call you? If I want to call you a kid, I'll call you a kid. And, you know, it's just what I'm calling you. And then he got into semantics, you know, and said, well, listen, I'm not a kid. Uh, you know, I've been through a lot. I've had a lot of experience and this and that. I said, whatever. You're a kid. Yeah. And he really, he really didn't like it. And the other people would get pissed off because kid means a goat. You know, and that, <laughs> that actually what you're doing is referring to them as just animals and not worthy. I'm serious. That's one of the objections that I've heard. You can't call someone a kid because it is uh, secretly uh, devaluing them as humans. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where that's where semantics drive me crazy because, you know, sort of official vocabulary, you know, I'm not. You know, yeah, that's it's just consensus it's, it's, reality. That's all. Words mean exactly what you mean them to mean. Period. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I don't, words don't, I don't have meanings. They just yeah, agree upon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't pledge particular allegiance to any dictionary or anything like that. I mean, I, oh. they're good. It's good to have consensus and guidelines, but those are good things to know. Too. They're just good to read. Yeah. In fact, I just looked up the word religion. And uh, you know, I was trying to figure out if there's any way that I can, I can. Well, you're not done with your story. Go ahead, finish your story, and then I'll tell you mine. <laughs> well, no. So, so then later in the conversation, I brought up. Um, I was, I was. We were discussing. I was sort of talking about how I'd like to see the planet transform, and then I brought up, you know, I'd like to see an, a new world order. And uh, he came in and said, "You're wrong." You know, you know, or I, I no, no, no. I was, I was describing the order. I said, I said, what do you mean the new world order? You, you don't even know what the new world order means. And I, and he's like, you're wrong. You know, and that was where I think semantics are important because that the idea of saying someone's wrong, I think, is actually really a real critical um, point of semantics. But I think somebody like Korzybski you know, what it sort of brought out is, you know, you really can't mean someone's wrong. Well, yeah, anyway, you're right. I mean, if you get seriously into what language can and can't do, yeah, yeah, it, it, it humbles you <laughs> when you realize that how little we can really meaningfully say, you know, and right. how much of it is built on this entire collection of unconscious assumptions that we never question because that would be too scary because again, people think they know what reality really is. That right, must right, be so exactly. comforting. Actually, that's not, I don't see how that would be comforting. That'd be scary as hell. <laughs> I really think you knew what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so that's where, uh, that, those sort of little, you know, in in the you know one and one word, 
can change that. If you want to manage, if I said, if he said, I think you're wrong, or, or I you disagree. might be wrong. No, see, the right way to say that yeah. is I disagree. That, and that has a whole... Yeah, it's a whole different thing. A, or saying, yeah, I, different I have a different way. Yeah, well, you can also say, I have a different way of thinking about it. Right, right, right. You know, and, and, and then all of a sudden you can talk. If they can just admit that all they have is a way of thinking about it, but of course they can't. Because a large part of their justification is built on uh, the fact <laughs> that that what they're saying is the way it really is, not just a way of thinking about it. That's an integral exactly. part of their whole world view. So, okay, so then he comes back at me and says, well, you called me a kid early in the conversation, and you're telling me that I couldn't question you there, and then you're... You know, you're coming back and saying, you know, you said that you don't like semantics, and then here we are on semantics. But I see a distinct difference between the two. Well, Using you know, vocabulary. You're, you're learning a lot, you know. That's that's the important thing. Is that you're, um, you know, learning how to deal with them language monkeys. <laughs> so he comes after me for, for defining the new world order, and I didn't even realize this, but I guess there's this sort of consensual view of the New World Order as some conspiracy. Well, essentially, they, yeah, they see it as a sort of Nazi power elite, uh, you know, it, it's basically the United States government uh, running the world, a bunch of, you know, or, or like the gangs of Chicago or something running the world and, and taking away your <laughs> rights and turning you into a slave and, you know, and raping your mother and kids, I guess, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, it, it's it's so absurd. I never knew it? that though. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I yeah, thought, I, the only time I'd ever heard the New World Order was thinking about the butterfly. <laughs> that was my idea. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, that, that's exactly the point, isn't it? Why they've got this idea of it being this terrible, oppressive thing, and which is their vision. But uh, it's entirely possible to have an entirely different kind of New World Order that's really fun. <laughs> you know, it's not yeah, yeah. oppressive and, you know, with big leader uh, sending out the laws for us to obey. That's why that book, uh, Emergence, is so important, is because it's giving really concrete examples of systems that are organized without a central leader. You know, biological systems that are self-organizing. And that it's possible to have a highly structured uh, system with nobody in particular in charge. Yeah. But they, that's just not within their worldview. You know? They're, uh, they've decided that the new world order is the bankers and the, you know, who are all, whoever their bogeymen are, you know, who are running the world and getting the concentration camps ready. <laughs> you know, yeah, well, it's, he's, it's, he's saying that that I'm uh, I should be careful because in in, in having a, you know in a social environment using the phrase the new world order as sort of like a proper noun, people would misinterpret what I'm saying. And I I said I don't really. Oh, uh, I wouldn't use I wouldn't use that word. I'd never use that word unless I'm trying to provoke something. People either don't know what it means or they they're right wing extremists. Hold on a second. Let me go get my coffee. <laughs>
Okay, I'm back. Now I'm I'm all enabled. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying though. It's like what's the what what's what's wrong with you saying New World Order and then defining it my way? Oh well no, nothing's wrong at all. In fact that'd be a good thing to do. You can take the steam out of it, you know, so they won't be sure what it means anymore. But you you, you have to do it well, no, I don't know how you have to do it. You can't do it in the course of an argument, though. You know, you have to get them to invite you to to talk about what you mean by it. If you argue with them, they'll they won't you know, just close them down. They're not willing to. So they have to ask, or you have to be on a rant, you know, where no one else is talking, and you lay it all out. You know, but if if it gets embedded in an argument, then it's it's hopeless. I think. But is that is that where you came up with the idea of saying new world order is from the from the uh, consensus idea, or was it just putting the th- three words together, new world and order? Well, that's been around for the last I don't know, maybe ten. I mean, th- that, that's not a new phrase, but over the last ten years or so, it's acquired uh, a spe- a special meaning in the North American or in the American patriot movement. Okay. You know, and so I, was, I and, never and thought of what, it as a proper noun. Yeah. I mean, a proper noun, the new, no, it's, it, well, it, I always thought of it being like putting the, the three words together, just like, just like I make any kind of phrase. Oh, yeah, I but, say. yeah, but that, that's yeah. different than the way, the way language actually operates in real language monkeys. Certain phrases are like memes. You know what a meme is, I guess. Anyway, certain yeah, phrases. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, uh, come to have a certain meaning and are used in a certain way by a certain population of language monkeys. And, right, uh, right, and New right. World Order is one of those things that's come together over the last, I don't know, five to ten years, maybe longer, maybe shorter. I don't really know. But it's certainly uh, become, you know, a major meme recently. And most of the time when you hear it used, it's by uh, an American patriot. And, and what we're fighting against is the new world order. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's just that's just. Uh, I mean, that was surprising to me, actually. Well, you're I, learning. I, you're you're, yeah. you're you haven't been involved in talking to so many people, I guess, for. This is all new arena for you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Although you've chatted, you oh, I don't know, you've been involved in chat groups for some time, though, haven't you? Or, yeah, I mean, it's you, just, I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know much about much. I mean, well, I no, of course you don't. Neither yeah. do I, you know, but I probably know a little more than you do just because I've been around a lot longer. And if you pay attention, you can learn. That's the good thing. but you can't do that until you realize that you don't know shit once you know that you don't know shit you can start learning some new stuff (laughs) yeah 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 but that's a tough there's a lot of things yeah go ahead go ahead (laughs) (laughs) no we still why why are we why is there so much lag here I I just don't get it because um, talk shoe needs to be a better system than it is, and it's not yet. Yeah. 
or you know, who knows anyway. what it is. It's not just talking. I mean, who knows what it is, but it's not good enough yet, but it's still the best thing there is, so, <laughs> you know, I don't know yeah. what else there is. Yeah, I've actually, I've almost sort of learned how to how to deal with the lag. Uh, well, if it's reliable, then you can, you can, yeah, you can account for it, but the problem is it seems to come and go, and uh, that really screws things up. <laughs> no, I forgot what I was going to say something about uh, New World Order. Uh, I lost my train of thought. I'll just go to show you how brain damaged you are, Jason. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't remember what I was going to say. I, I There's a lot of like really obscure things that I know just because just I'm busy. But then I, I missed a lot of the big things. Like, uh, you know, if I was pro- if I was on, like, you know, the show who wants to be a millionaire. Um, I've heard of it. I've never seen it. But do you have any idea how the format is? Not really. I mean, I imagine there's some people on a stage and a moderator and stuff. You know. Well, it's I like. Mean, you know, basically, let me just briefly explain it to you. You get asked, you get asked like maybe ten or fifteen questions, and every time you answer a new question, you go to like the thousand dollar level, and okay, you know, it goes up and, up and it goes up and it goes yeah. up, and the questions get harder. And the issue is when do you take your money or or keep going and lose it all? Yeah, right. exactly. Okay, I got it. And once and once you. Once you um, answer a question wrong, you're out of the game. Yeah. So, uh, like, when they start off at the 100 and the $200 level, the questions are just so dumb obvious that just yeah, about any yeah. yeah. them. But every so often, I don't know the answer to one of those. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like... That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's like... Um, do you, you know, remember a, a, an example of one of them? Uh, I can look one up if you give me 10 seconds. Sure. Yeah, I'm curious. You know, because, I mean, I have those gaps in my, you know, I'm the same way. I know all sorts of stuff that 99% of people never heard. But then I miss, you know, really obvious stuff that everybody knows. I mean, I was like in my 30s before I, I quit putting like an ounce and a half of toothpaste on my toothbrush. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it took me 30 something years to figure that out, but not to do that, you know. <laughs> okay, so somebody got. Yeah. Huh? Go ahead. Somebody got uh somebody got a uh the first $100 question wrong. The question was Homeowners buy surge protectors to protect their possessions from unexpected surges of what? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And you right. know that one? No, no, no. The guy got it wrong. But I'm just saying, like, that's what it, sort of an yeah. example of something that oh, I might that's not know. that's an easy know. one to understand if, you're not, uh, if you don't have any computers in your house or, or much, you know, you would have no idea what that is. That seems reasonable, actually, that lots of people wouldn't be able to answer that question. Not because they're stupid, it's just simply not having awareness of that domain. 
Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. And so every so often I don't know the answer to one of those because for some of the real silly and obvious stuff. No, but that was what I was asking you. you. Can you give me an example of one of the ones you didn't know? Oh, uh, the one that, that I didn't know? Uh, let yeah. me get back to you on that. Let me get back yeah, to you okay. on that. Yeah, because that would be interesting, you know. Yeah. So anyways, um, you know, there'd be questions like, who is who is the main star of Beverly Hills 90210, you know, and I just wouldn't have a clue. I mean, I might yeah, know. Yeah, of course. But How would not. anybody know that unless they watched the program, you know? Right, right. Those but are like, questions if they're meant to, well, who knows what they're meant for. Those, the whole thing is a bunch of language monkeys anyway, so no wonder it's stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then, like, when they get into the real tough questions, like the 500000 and the $1 million questions, where the people that would know yeah. all the $100 questions, they'd never know the answers to those tough questions. Oh, of course questions. not. No, oh, of course not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes uh, sense. Some of those I know. Yeah. So, it, uh, it, it it's just, it's interesting because, um, you know, I mean, I just, I'm just not paying attention to much. And a lot of times, like, I'll go see a movie and things that everybody else in the theater is laughing at. I just, you know, my face is still stone cold. I just don't see what's funny about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's and, because you're not any longer a human being. Get over it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then there'll be other things that I'll be, you know, laughing hysterically about. And everybody yeah. in the theater will be dead silent. Who's looking at you <laughs> like you're nuts, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I sometimes do that, like when I'm watching a movie and, um, you know, there's a real intense scene or two humans are in a real, you know, uh, big fight or something like that. And there's a major yeah. argument. Or somebody's about to die or something. Like that. I'll, I'll laugh sometimes just because. Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. You know, I just watched the movie Pride and Glory. Have you seen that? No. It's, it's about, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you, I won't give it away. It's not a bad movie actually, but it's about these two brothers and their family friend that grew up from the time they were children together and all became cops and, uh, and about what goes on between them and this. And the, anyway, uh, there's a scene in which, uh, some cops get killed and they're at the funeral and, and one of, and the wife of one of the slain officers completely breaks down. She's crying and collapses and screaming and yelling and, you know, and the movie's full of that kind of like, um, I'm not quite sure what the word is, but, but, uh, you know, losing it to, to emotion, you know, just being overwhelmed by emotion. Mm-hmm. And, and as I'm watching, I'm thinking, God, what a bitch. All she can do is think about her own shit. You know, <laughs> that doesn't, that doesn't help. That kind of behavior makes everybody feel bad. You know, uh, it's certainly undignified, and uh, and it's simply you know it's uncalled for, and it's a choice. People have a choice. I mean, people think that that kind of stuff is their core self. You know, their deepest, most selfiest self, as I like to say. And uh, and I think it's just a choice about how to be. You know. And there were other scenes too, where uh, where a cop finds out that his buddy's got killed, and he goes into this rampage and pounds his fist into the wall, and you know, and I can huh. imagine another person just quietly sitting down, 
and absorbing it, you know, with no, with no overt dramatics, you know, or any of that stuff. And I'm thinking, you know, what does the dramatics do? You know, it just, just fucks the situation up. Doesn't do anything good for anybody. And yet we accept that. Or humans do. That's what them humans think. They think that's what life is all about. Is those moments when you're crying at the funeral of your husband who was slain. That's what gives life meaning. You know, or when your buddies are all slain. And you're the only one left alive, you know, and you have this terrible trauma to live with. I I, I was uh, I was really humbled when Dave, when your conversation with Dave, when he said that no human should, I mean, he should said a human inflicting any sort of pain on another human should never, ever happen. He seemed really passionate about, about that. And, um, I thought that was profound, actually. Well, I, I, I missed what you just said. Your sound is sort of breaking up again. So, Oh, I, I was saying in your conversation with Dave, I'm just, just yeah. responding to what you're talking about. In your conversation with yeah. Dave, at one point he said that uh, you know, a human should should never, ever inflict pain on another human. Oh, yeah. Oh, when Dave said that. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And that, that, that humbled me. I thought that was profound for him to... Uh, to say that. Really? That seems like such an obvious thing that it's hard to... Yeah, it is obvious. It is obvious, but not (laughs) a lot of... It's obvious to someone that it's to. Well, it's always good to hear somebody say it. Huh? Well, no, this sound is really sucking now because the delay is bad and the audio Uh is bad. Oh, man. Come on, Dave. Get this shit together. <laughs> then we can talk about you. Uh, you know, another great movie that you really should see is uh, Doubt. That's really awesome. What is it? Doubt. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That was a that was a treat. <laughs> well, it's got great people in it, man. I mean, uh, you know, Hoffman and uh, and Street. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a great combination, man. They're, yeah, yeah, it was. It was a fucking cool movie. I'm sorry. I'm, you, almost, I'm, almost, I'm almost thinking I want to watch it again. It was so good. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, make sure that's on your list. <laughs> it is. He's really, uh, this, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is quite the character. I've, uh, a little bit of background about him. He's a good actor. Have you seen, have you seen the movie Happiness? Have I told you about the movie Happiness? Oh, yeah, I, but I never watched it. God, fuck. It's that's the one with... Is. Is that, I wonder if that's available on Netflix. If it is, you really need to watch it. I remember you telling me to watch that a few years yeah. ago. With um, yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman. I mean, he's one of the primary characters. I don't even remember who else was in it now, but 
That is oh, one happiness. of the most. Okay. Yeah. With an eye. What? Oh, okay. Yeah, I gotta watch it. Oh, yeah. He is. He is just. He is fantastic. Well, he, well the role he plays in this one is just <laughs> really an amazing. I mean, it took a lot of guts to play to play that part, but he does that. You know, he, he's, he's a risky guy, man. You know, he. He takes some really unfavorable characters. <laughs> and, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, then you're you're really gonna. Oh, I don't need to tell you. Watch it. No, anyway, don't tell so. me anything <laughs> about it. Yeah, don't tell me anything about it. I don't want to hear anything about it. I've seen the previews. So the question, I mean, obviously the big question is, is he or is he not a molester? <laughs> you know, and and uh, so I can see either way. It could be really a good story. It doesn't really make much difference whether he is or not, you know. I'm not bad you want me to, I don't... What? You want me to send it to you right now? How could you send it to me? I've got it. I mean, I can just send it to you over Skype. And oh, yeah. It. Okay, well, uh, okay, yeah. Later tonight, maybe? I mean, I can't send it now. Why not? Well, because, uh, well, what happens when I go offline? Will it just pick up again when I get home? How long is it going to take? It shouldn't take more than 15, 20 minutes, right? Are you? How many megabytes is it? 700. Oh, are you kidding me? Over Skype Okay, I'll just send it to you tonight. Yeah, yeah, send it to me. Let me, um, when I get home. Yeah, when you want it, I'll yeah. send it to you. Yeah, or actually, you know, you, you can... You can... I'm not. I'm just trying to think what happens because I'm. I'm. I'm going to be offline when I log out of here and then drive home. And then I'll be yeah, back. No, no, I don't. I don't, I don't know what Skype. What Skype does with those? Can it resume a transmission? Do you think? I don't. I doubt it. Let's do it tonight. It's fine. Yeah. 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 I can just. I'm just looking forward to uh, having someone to talk about it with. <laughs> how, how good is the quality of it? I mean, does it look pretty good? Yeah, DVD quality, sure. Yeah. Okay. More than adequate. Yeah, okay, good, yeah. Yeah, for this kind of movie, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, do it tonight. Let's do it tonight. As soon as I get home, well, well whatever, anyway, we'll get it together as soon as possible because it's going to take probably at least an hour over Skype to transfer that. No, but maybe we'll, we'll see. It'll be a good. It'll be a good test. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how long it does take. Yeah, but it'll handle it. You know, and maybe even if it is slow, even if it takes overnight. So what? You know, it'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know what was just interesting re- is. Go ahead. Well, well, I was gonna say I just redid my. Uh, I, I'm still. I'm not done. I'm rearranging my desk because I got that Mac Mini. But I, tell you, I told you about that, right? You said you were thinking about getting one. Oh, I, I, know, I got, got one. one. Yeah, I got one, and uh, it, it's hooked up now. It's an amazing little thing. I mean, it is literally six inches by six inches by two inches high. And it's just, you know, it just sits there in the desk, and uh, it's, I mean, it's not very fast. It's 1.83 gigahertz uh, core duo. Uh, with an 80 gig drive and two gigs of RAM, but how much was it? It's my backup now, huh? How much was it? Um, well, with the keyboard and the mouse, and uh, I think that was all, and the remote control and everything, it was about uh, 
500. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, it was a little over. It was maybe 510 or 515, maybe is what it was. I don't remember exactly, but it was, you know, it was a, a fair price and a really a good solution to my, uh, to my problem. Because I can boot, the thing is, because it's got an Intel chip in it, um, it's not nearly as fast as my laptop, but anyway, my backup, my bootable clone of my backup drive and my portable will boot that, uh, that Mac Mini. So if my, in fact, I'm thinking about taking mine in Monday for that new video card, and I'll be without it for almost a week, probably. But I'll be able to continue working. <laughs> you know, I just won't be able to come to Starbucks. But so, oh, what's what's this for the for the laptop? There's a new graphics card. Well, the graphics card that's in it. Remember, I had that problem last week when I. Uh, my graphics card was went out, and that's just the second right. time it's happened. And there's a, been a note. I mean, there, it's a well-known problem with the particular graphics card in this thing. And all I got to okay. do is bring it in, and they'll replace it. You know, okay, but, so they're doing it, a, but good, they're a good will. Yeah, yeah. Well, they knew there was a problem. There was a flaw in the card, and uh, anyone who has that particular card can bring it in and get it replaced. Mm-hmm. And like that, I've already had two instances where it started acting up and doing weird things. So, um, so I figure I might as well just take it in and get it done before it does it in an inopportune time. Okay. So, so while that's being repaired, you'll, you won't be out of commission. No, and, and I'll have the exact same hard drive, the same setup. I mean, that I, it's normally on my uh, laptop. I'll just move over to operating on that backup, and then when I get it back, I'll just clone it the other way to, to you know, make them uh, equal again and, and go back to work, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I couldn't do that before. I mean, I had, those, I had an old G4 here, but the G4 couldn't run the same system. So I, it was useless to me as a backup. I mean, it was a great computer, but it's just uh, useless as a backup. And I didn't really get that and uh, consider it. Now, once I got clear that I needed that, I, it was simple. I had to get something. Now I've got my G4 to sell. And I, I even forgot, it has four hard drives in it, two 160s and two 250s. <laughs> And the two 250s are the first 500 gigabytes of the, the music library. So when I sell that thing, I'm going to leave all that music in there. In fact, that's what I did today as I wiped the drives and put a clean install of the system on it and left those uh, MP3 drives in there. So whoever gets it is going to have a nice surprise. <laughs> Ah, I see your logic. Hmm. Interesting. What a great idea, actually. <laughs> well, I don't know how much I can get for it. Apparently, it's still a good machine if you're not doing video. Ed. I mean, it's old. It's like four years old now. But it was a really good machine at the time. And if it's, uh, you know, if you're not doing video editing or any really heavy-duty in, you know, like most people just surf the web and do email. This computer is a killer machine. It's a good machine. 
So I've, I've been told I should be able to get about 400 for it. We'll see. Are you going to put it on Craigslist? I'm going to try there first. I, I didn't want to put it on on eBay because I've never I've never sold anything on eBay before, and and I've never really thought about the packing thing. But apparently, I can just take the stuff down to UPS and they do the packing for me, so it's not that big a deal. You just pass the charge on to them. Yeah. Have you ever done that? I've uh, sold a few things, but I've packed it myself. Okay, but you, yeah. Well, I need to go by the I know, UPS. I, yeah, yeah. If you just go to the UPS store, they do it for you. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, so it, that makes it real simple, and then I can just and again, you just pass the cost on to the customer, so it makes no difference to me. Right. Right. Yeah, it's not a big deal. It's just I've always found it just more of a headache to sell stuff on eBay versus Craigslist. Oh, yeah, it'd be much better. Well, I'm going to do Craigslist first, you know, because this is much nicer if somebody just comes over and takes it away. <laughs> yeah, and be pa- be patient because, uh, I mean, I've found that's the key to Craigslist is, you know, if, you know, wait at least a I've got few a bunch of things. Yeah, oh, yeah, I've got a bunch of, there's no hurry to get rid of this stuff, you know, anyway, so... Yeah, Craigslist is awesome. Um, well, that's how I, that's where I bought the computer I have now, my MacBook Pro, my laptop I got off Craigslist. Oh, okay. So you didn't buy it new? No. Nice. Yeah, Craigslist is cool. I mean, it's uh, it's that there's actually a lot more to Craigslist than just the selling thing. There's all sorts of forums and yeah. stuff like oh, yeah. that. Yeah. It's a cool little website. It's not so little, actually. but <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a major deal, yeah. I just usually use it to dump stuff. I've got a few things. I've got to put them back up there. I've, actually, I've got a bunch of stuff I could get rid of that's kind of expensive and good stuff that I could, um, you know, use the money. I've got a really good Yamaha guitar. I don't know how much it's worth, though. And I got a Kurzweil K1000 synthesizer that is still probably the best piano sound that's ever been made. Oh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be worth something. Well, it, 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 it's, it's funny. You know, most things, the, the newest stuff really is a hell of a lot better. If something is a couple of years old, it's probably not worth that much. But this particular synth, is about 15 years old now. It weighs about three times more than any of the contemporary ones do. But that's one of the things everybody likes about it. It is built like a fucking tank for people who lug it around. You know, it's it's hard to get it around, but it you know they last. They work, and yeah. um, they're they're workhorses. And you know, so anyway, everybody likes them. So I think I can probably get a pretty good price for that. And it's stupid for me to have this stuff clogging up my space anyway if I'm not going to be using it. Yeah, it makes sense, yeah. I probably ought to do the same. Uh, 
I'm, I'm actually, uh, I've got a few things I want to do, so I'm going to step away. Okay. But, uh, Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.